Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's the Round Ball Rock Podcast, starring Dave Schilling, Sergey Karasev, Mirza Teletovich, Joey Devine, Jorge Gutierrez, Andre Kirilenko, Sean Keane, Mason Plumley. Bojan Bogdanovich, Patreons Scott Carter Eldred, Happy Birthday Scott from Damon and Mosley, the only dog who's the CEO of a company, Mouse House Books, Christine D'Amato, thank you Christine, musical guest Gary Clark Jr., and now the temporary host of Round Ball Rock, Joey Devine! Hi, it's me, Joey Devine, your temporary host of the Round Ball Rock podcast, and we are back with another free episode, and guess what? Because Gary Clark Jr. is the musical guest, you know what that means. It means the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has put in a black blues person, because there's only one person who can perform at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame when that happens. <laughs> I think he's performed four times now. I mean, we'd have to ask our friend Joe Quazala of the Who Cares About the Rock yeah. Hall podcast, but I'm pretty sure Gary Clark Jr. has performed three or four times because he is the only blues man left in the world. Uh, uh-huh. I guess... Um, well, isn't, isn't there that blues girl, Joss Stone? Is she blues girl? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> She's probably... I don't know, man. I don't know who's a blues person. <laughs> I just remember who was... Wasn't there that uh, that white kid that played the blues in the 90s? What happened to him? Oh, right. <laughs> what was... Isn't he, he in like a like John Cougar Melon Camp movie? Yeah. He, yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
Uh, I'll, I'm going to Google white blues kid Mellencamp 90s. We'll, we'll find him. Uh, my dad kept bringing up Gary Clark Jr. every time something happened to Gary Trent Jr. Uh, Johnny Lang, Sean. His name That's is Johnny right. Lang. <laughs> and uh, you might recognize him in case you ever went to a K-Fog Kaboom. I think he played about five uh-huh. of those. All right. Um, that's a little uh, really... That's nope. the biggest NBA story of the day. <laughs> um, Apparently he's a... Jo- he's a... Uh, a gospel singer we can't talk about johnny lang we have to move on <laughs> all right um business uh at round rock pod on twitter uh round rock pod at gmail.com is the email call us on the phone we haven't had a call a phone call in a while uh at the number embedded in the podcast description t-shirts also available on the link in the description we also run a blog roundballrock.net where uh, Sean and I have yet to write anything for it, but our friend Big Corbs has written a lot, so that's good. And our friend NBA Couchside, Kevin Couchside himself, writing about how Kevin he... Kevin O. Couchside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Kevin O. Couchside. <laughs> um, talking, had a real good blog about how he misses uh, watching Zach Levine. Um, uh, five I mean, I stars. Get it, I get it. Five star reviews on iTunes. Every um, time. Every time. Uh, Charitable.com is the is uh, set that as your homepage. We haven't talked about that in a while. Um, truthfully, because we dropped out of the rankings in Senegal, and I'll never forgive His Excellency Mackie Sal. Um, uh-huh. Am I forgetting any you other You know what, I, I, I still think he could turn it around, because he's a kind and just leader. Mm-hmm. Oh, Patreon. Not, those are failed. Patreon.com slash roundrockpod. Oh, right. Uh, that's the most important one. We almost forgot it. Um, should we talk about uh, the game tonight? Uh, yeah, the games today. Well, the game tonight. Yes, I, let's do we're it. We're really talking about the game tonight, right? I mean, there were some games today, <laughs> sure, but there was one game that was really good, and the rest were like pretty weird. Um, anyway, let's go to the news. This is Round Ball Rock News. Basketball news. For humans and robots. Trust the process. Alright, Sean. Portland defeated Brooklyn to make the play-in T- tournament? Are we calling it tournament? It's not a game, it's, it's necessarily. It's not really a tournament. It's not, it could be a game. It could not be a game. That is a problem with the branding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that right now. Um... And and weirdly, it's the it's the two to make one rule, mm-hmm. uh, the former the former NBA foul shot rule mm-hmm. uh, in the penalty, I believe. Uh, people were calling it uh, uh, the the Allen Crab Bowl. Um, people were calling it the battle. Uh, <laughs> the battle. Uh, well, I don't know what they were calling it. It was. It was weirdly a game that meant very little to Brooklyn, and they played super hard. So it was hard. like Tyler Tyler Johnson was trying to avenge uh, his beloved 
Phoenix Suns brethren, yeah. even though they released him. Well, let's talk uh, about what happened earlier today. Carmelo briefly. Anthony was almost a net, right? <laughs> let's talk about briefly, actually, what happened during the day oh, yeah, to yeah, set yeah, the yeah. table. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. The, um, so the Grizzlies won. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, in a what was a pretty boring game because the Mavs kind of didn't play anybody. <laughs> um, and then the Suns finished in the bubble by going eight and zero. Another wild game by uh, Applebee's and butt enthusiast uh, Devin Booker. You um, should you should you should post uh, that collection of how many times he's posted. About, about Applebee's, Applebee's? because oh. it is truly great. Uh, by the way, Me- Memphis actually beat the Milwaukee Bucks today. Yeah, but they also didn't play anybody. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 they didn't. They, uh, I mean, look, they they were playing like. Well, I mean, they didn't have Giannis. Sorry, I the said the Mavs. Bucks. Sorry, I'm, I mixed up my two well, the games. Mavs, the Mavs just lost to the Suns. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mixed Frank up my two. The games. third did play 26 minutes, so uh, take that as a lot of DJ Wilson tonight. Uh, I've got to say for the Bucks, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. he was a uh, he was a uh, he was a DJ in the bubble as well. Uh, that was the main guy they hired. Tiesto uh, had a false positive uh, <laughs> test, so actually it was DJ Wilson most nights in the bubble, just with a Spotify playlist. That's who uh, uh, Dwight Howard saw by himself. Yeah, that was DJ Wilson. <laughs> he was not very engaged. Uh, m- much more engaged in the game today. Um, <laughs> So, so Phoenix, <laughs> Phoenix was also, look, Luka Doncic only played the first half. Kristaps Porzingis sat out. I don't think it would have mattered. Mm-mm. The Suns were on fire. <laughs> they shot like 55% for the game. They shot like 60 something percent in the first half. Like uh, Cameron Payne was plus 20. He scored 15 points. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was incredible. Like they, they. Ricky Rubio only had to play 21 minutes in this game, and he still got 12 assists. It was just a... They looked incredible. So that meant, unfortunately, uh, the San Antonio Spurs were eliminated before their big game against the sort of tanking, Mm -hmm. uh, who just, I guess, really didn't want to play Houston. How do Um, you think that Spurs meal went? Because you saw what happens after you're eliminated, right? Did oh you yeah, you get tweet? you get you get a meal and then are immediately ejected <laughs> from the bubble. I so, mean, that's like <laughs> that feels like what happens when Coach Pop releases you from the team too. <laughs> like you sit down to just like a sumptuous meal that it's almost like like one that Hannibal Lecter would cook you. You know, I mean, not with Pop is not serving you human flesh, but the same kind of like I mean, really fancy. And then he like. Yeah, and then he like embraces you, and you leave the Spurs forever. Um, uh, yeah, so, so I mean, do you think do you think Pop had like Thomas Keller fly in for this? No, one? it's like when it, I'm sure it's like a meal you get on a an international flight when they're like, like and there's I, a snack here. No, I mean I'm I'm sure I mean I know it is generally shitty. I'm just wondering if Coach Pop. Like tried to do something else. No, because it's not Coach Pop deciding that. It's the weird. It's they got weird, shitty Disney food. Like I bet. Yeah. I'm, I, what I'm, I'm saying. saying the, yeah. Go ahead. Like I'm sure it's like uh, the uh, it's 
cold turkey legs they couldn't sell on Main Street USA <laughs> that they're just I, dumped in. I, I understand it's a super sad meal. I was just wondering if notable foodie Greg Popovich saw the writing on the wall and arranged something nicer for his team because obviously they can't hang out in restaurants like he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like, how fucked up is that, by the way? The one time Greg Popovich has has days off in the NBA playoffs, he cannot go to a single restaurant. Mm-hmm. Sad. I, it's sad. I mean, luckily, Although, he's going to go just uh, hang out in his, like, what, $5 million house in the hate that's, like, two doors down from Steve Kerr. I'm sure they'll share a bubble, right? <laughs> yeah, the, pro- yeah, right? <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I think they'll probably, it's just, a, it, it's just a, you know, uh, Pop also pretended to be really mad and not understand questions at the post-game press conference, and then was like, I'm just kidding, and everyone was really confused, because you could not see his face at all, he was mm-hmm. wearing a mask, uh, the sarcasm did not work, uh, but yeah, the Spurs, uh, they pretty, they sat out, like, Mills, DeRozan, Derek White, uh, but we did get to see... Uh, Lucas Samanich cook, and we'd we'd been wanting to see that for a while, I mean, right? That, that team's all about Keldon Johnson now, anyway, right? Keldon Johnson kind of tore it yeah, up he today. Rips, I will dude. say, honestly, it was uh, it was the Eubanks minutes that really <laughs> really got them tonight. Twenty seven <laughs> minutes of uh, of Eubanks and a guy that uh, I will be honest, I did not know he existed. Uh, Chimeze Metu, mm. uh, yeah forward 27 minutes so uh which brought us to um tonight's win playoff game was basically a win or go a win or stay there game for brooklyn a win or go home game for uh portland but can we before we get to tonight's game briefly we haven't done an episode in a while so can we talk about dame before we get here you want to talk about him before we get to this game? Sure. Yeah, yeah, because I well, I want to talk about what was Dame, what it was going on with Dame leading up to this, because I want to be honest about something here, and I know a lot of our listeners aren't going to like it. Uh, oh, we have okay. a lot of yeah. Portland fans, uh, and we love every single one. And I, previous to, <coughs> excuse me, the last few. Uh, the last like week or so, I loved Dame, but mm-hmm. uh, the narrative around Dame was making me root against Dame tonight. I'm gonna be completely honest. Um, just like he's feuding with like 15 different people, and that's also why he's scoring 50 points a night. That that's his motivation. Not making the playoffs. It's that, uh, that Skip Bayless was mean celebrated to him. <laughs> He's fighting with Skip Bayless, which is an incredible thing to do in 2020. It feels like that. Okay, the two things that make Dame Lillard feel most like a throwback player are uh, continuing to take his rap music career seriously mm-hmm. and feuding with Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. Those are definitely some like 15 years ago things to do um and look i don't even really think it's dame's fault i'm gonna be honest i mean dame obviously he's always been like he wrote a letter begging to get in the all-star game this is is something he he did do who dame is and uh you have to look it it i will say this it seems like it is an effective motivational tool for him sure 
But the real <laughs> problem here is that he has... He's living next door to Chris Haynes, who is just breathlessly reporting every <laughs> single thing he tells him. Like, oh, he smacked down Skip Bayless, and people are like, is he still on TV? Is, <laughs> like, I think he's with, like, Shannon Sharp now, maybe? Like, uh, what happened to Dame this week <laughs> is, like, just the ultimate poisoning of the horrible NBA culture we currently live in. Where it's like, he the amazing games Dame was literally having were being overshadowed by Instagram fights and access journalism. That is a, That is an excellent point. Because Dame, uh, okay, so this was triggered, I would say, by the game against the Clippers where Patrick Beverly celebrated too much and Dame missed two free throws down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And at first... Um, look, like Dame is like a wonderful, authentic, he's like a try hard, but in like, like he just try. it's not, it's not really very performative. It's like a little bit dorky, but it's very, um, emphatic. Mm-hmm. And so he misses that and he makes, he makes a point afterwards about how he thinks that Patrick Beverly and Paul George are uh, jealous because he has sent their teams home from the playoffs before. Great point, true. by the way. Also, but, in the 90s, cool. It would be like, see you next game. Can't wait for right. this. But instead, I had to but, fucking hear about it for yes. 10 days. <laughs> well, so the response to it came from Patrick Beverly, who responded in a like perfect Patrick Beverly way, where his response was just, one, two, three, Cancun. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the funniest quotes in NBA history. Yep. Uh, Nick Sean Van Exel explained. said yeah, it yeah, yeah. at the end of a playoff loss uh, to the Lakers. <laughs> Arguably, it got him traded off of the Lakers. Although, I mean, they just really wanted Tony Bitti, Joey. When you get a chance uh, to make a move like that. Uh, so, one, two, three, Cancun. Typical Patrick Beverly, annoying, but also like. Funny. That's funny. Yeah. And then Paul George's response was very Paul George like, which was like, I need to actually find it here. But it was really, it was really like, we're going to send you home from the playoffs. Like, no, Mm -hmm. no humor to it at all. Just, (laughs) uh, uh, and so that became the feud. Damian Lillard against Paul George. Now, here are the two things I'll say about this. One, Mm -hmm. Paul George is, uh, terrible at talking Mm -hmm. um he he for some reason is a great nba player legitimately you know third in the mvp vote Mm -hmm. last year um much more playoff success than damian lillard in his career in fact like Mm -hmm. like objectively way more successful but just like every time he opens his mouth I am sympathetic to whatever the opposite of what he's saying is. Like, uh-huh. there's a reason I didn't see that Terminator movie, Joey. Oh, it was, it was because Paul, Paul George. George in that commercial. It was mm-hmm. that commercial with Paul George. Uh, I don't drink Gatorade anymore. I am Powerade mm-hmm. only or Monster Energy drinks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also don't. Uh, you also didn't marry Callie Rivers. Yes, that's true. <laughs> I I said I said no thanks. You know what? Seth Curry is a better match. Yeah, for Paul you. George uh, said something about I'm how like stand aside. <laughs> Paul George said something about like running from the grind. What is it? It's <laughs> oh, it's, well, well. Dame's Dame's response was like, "Will you keep switching teams?" And then 
And then Paul George's response was this like extremely hurt thing about like, I was on a much better path before I broke my leg. I just, <laughs> I play really hard. And it's like, I want to like Paul George. He is a, he's a wonderful shooter. I'm he's a great be defensive player. I don't want to like Paul George. <laughs> I want to like Damian Lillard, and yeah, they're that's... actively making me not like him. Yeah, you are lowering yourself when you feud with Paul George. <laughs> like, like, there's no... <laughs> Who are you fighting? Who are the Paul George fans? And again, you it's know what I mean? like, not even, even Damian Lillard or... Like... It's not even Damian Lillard or Paul George. It's Chris Haynes. That's <laughs> right. the it's... problem. Because then like, it was like, okay, then they had their Instagram feud, and then it was like, then Chris Haynes, two days later, writes this fucking piece that's like, man, Paul George called Damian Lillard to clear the air after their family members got involved in their Instagram beef. Like, why is... And I, meanwhile, it, when this is going on, Chris Haynes is also reporting about how Damian Lillard is fighting with Skip Bayless. So I'm I'm gonna say this, and I I feel like this about Kevin Durant too. Um, when when I watch NBA players, Dame Lillard is obviously an incredible player, and I watch him, and it's like, wow, this is this is someone who can do things physically. He has toughness that I can't even dream of. But then when he's on Instagram, I'm like, oh, you're you're worse than me at this. Like, oh, you're you're actually getting more offended by what someone says on the internet. For me, someone whose job is partly to be on the internet, mm-hmm. and it's like, it just ruins it for me. Like, same with Kevin Durant, where it's like, can I just watch you be awesome at basketball? Do I have to be, like, sad about your humanity to watch you arguing with these nobodies? Like, it just, it... <laughs> I mean, yes. And, and also, the NBA's, like... This league culture of like, oh, what an awesome clapback that was when it's like, like there, it literally overshadowed him having back to back fifty point games, which like, like here's a yeah, Damian Lillard is on on Instagram. My mom also argues with people on Instagram. <laughs> I don't want them to be like, like. Can you imagine Michael Jordan making an Instagram post like that? Like it would ruin it. Yeah, like, uh, who was the Wizards guy that he made up that story about? I mean, the Bullets guy? Oh, uh, uh, ah, God. His name was like, it wasn't LaRon Prophet, but yeah. it was <laughs> the same structure of name. <laughs> you know what? While we're doing that, do you want to do a quick uh, piece of reader mail here? Yes. Please, that please. actually is kind of related. Um, yeah. This comes from our friend Coppernick. Who asked, what's uh, the single most obscure player you remember, and why do you remember him? Man, this is like kind of the thesis of our podcast in a way. Um, uh, I, always I think, have one. Do you want me to go? So why you can yeah, think please, of one? Please. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mine is there's a man named Ronaldo Major who played, okay, that's... Who played one NBA game. Uh, uh, he was a G League call up. The or D League at the time it was the D League. Be at the be the day the Golden State Warriors traded Troy Murphy, Mike Dunleavy, Ike Diagu, 
uh, someone else was in that trade. Who am the I forgetting? Steven Jackson trade. The Steven Jackson uh, trade. Mike Dunleavy. They had a game that night, and they didn't have enough players, so they had to call up this guy named Ronaldo Major. I believe uh-huh. he started. Because they wow. only had, like, seven players, because they traded everybody else. Um, he might not Ronaldo... have started. But yeah, Ronaldo well, he Major. Is... He only ever played in one NBA game. <laughs> He is uh he is the all-time leading scorer in G League history. Mm-hmm. He's currently the head coach of the Fresno Fire of the Basketball League. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. Yeah, so and, I'm looking at his NBA box score right now. Are you ready? <laughs> One yes. game, no, he did not start, but he played 27 okay. minutes in very Don Nelson fashion. He shot uh-huh. 20%. Uh, 50% from the line, two rebounds, two steals, five points. You know what? This guy would have actually been an NBA player, but the next year they found out he had a heart condition. Mm-hmm. Although somehow he still played in the G League. Yeah, he played in the like G League in 2016. Um, yeah, that's Maybe my... They fixed it. Maybe they fixed his heart. <laughs> that's right. Okay, I'm sorry. I believe... I believe, uh... The, I believe the Denver Nuggets paid for his heart surgery in 2007, and then he was okay after that. Okay, that's incredible. That's okay, my that's most very good. that's my most re- obscure NBA player that I remember. And um, why. I would say that the most obscure wine uh, is uh, former Stanford center Tim Young, mm-hmm. and he played 25 games in the NBA the one year in 1999 for the Warriors. Uh, oh, the, the great timeout guy. What's that? Is he the great timeout guy? Yeah, that is, yeah. that is uh, why yeah. there uh-huh. is, there is <laughs> a absolutely horrendous Warriors commercial that uh, essentially has uh it sounds like I'm it is scored it. by like the Baja Men's yeah, rejected yeah. track for a Girls Gone Wild video. I should just play it right now, right? What's that? I should oh, yeah, just play, play it right, right now. now. Yeah. Ah, it's a great time to have a ball. It's a great way to let it go. It's great for your basketball. It's a great time out. It's a great, it's a great time out. So yeah, that was the Warriors' great timeout ad campaign in 1999-2000. Yeah, uh, so and it's... what you can't see while listening to it is uh, the Golden State Warriors, like one of their true, the truly worst rosters in Warrior history. It's right? a very, very bad. It's a very bad team. It's um... pre-Jason Richardson, even. So it's like. So- let me tell you who's in the commercial, Joey. <laughs> we've yeah. got, we've got, uh, Adonis Foyle, obviously. Adonis Foyle, who is holding maracas. Yeah. Um, M- Mookie Blaylock, the minutes leader on the 1999-2000 Warriors. He is currently, now, uh, incarcerated. Uh, Sean, what year did, uh, Pearl Jam's 10 come out? Which is, of course, uh, like uh named after Mookie Blaylock. Mookie so Blaylock, we can guess how uh, old like he is. Seven years earlier, yeah, seven yeah. years before this. Um, <laughs> and he'd and been in the league what five years? You think before that? Uh, Mookie Blaylock came into the league in 1988. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was on. He was on the University of Oklahoma team, I think, with Stacey King. So yeah, yeah so I'm just had, trying to point had, out how old been on, he was at the time. He was 32 years old. At this point. <laughs> um, 
And every time they show him, he's in fast motion, which mm-hmm. almost feels like the director being like, oh, God, this guy's the point guard. <laughs> um, Eric Dampier, uh, Senator Eric Dampier, uh, has to give Thunder, the mascot, a piggyback ride. By the mm-hmm. way, Thunder was a great mascot. Uh, they had to get rid of him. I thought it was because of the Oklahoma City Thunder. It was actually because uh, the Warriors uh, did not pay him. Uh, that guy is also deceased at this mm-hmm. point. R.I.P. Yeah. Sadiqi Fuller. We knew him. He, he was great. Yeah. Yeah, he was great. Uh, and then Daniel Marshall is very embarrassed. And then Tim Young is in it. He is <laughs> yeah. a rookie center from Stanford. He played 137 minutes that year. And uh, so the best like, part it's of It's just like he wanted a white guy, I think. That's right. That had to. Why was he on it otherwise? The best part. He was available. <laughs> <laughs> the best part about this commercial is it aired for years after this season. Uh, yes. And it would always be like, who the fuck is that guy? Uh-huh. <laughs> well, and also, it is such a weird pun that it's a great time out. Like, mm-hmm. it's a great time out, but a timeout isn't exciting. It's like, essentially what it said was, look, if you if you come... There's going to be some points where you don't have to watch the Warriors playing basketball anymore. And it's just like girls dancing or mm-hmm. a lady is balancing. <laughs> or uh, some white guy you've never seen before just walking around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then uh, the Warriors went 19 and 63 that year. Mm-hmm. And uh, they didn't have their first round pick because of trading for Chris, trading for Chris Webber six years earlier. Uh-huh. And uh, the Orlando Magic picked Mike Miller, and he played 16 or 17 years in the NBA. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But uh, Tim Young is the symbol of that to me. uh, Anyway, I did not that season, by the way. (laughs) I don't quite remember why we brought that up. It was apt at the time. Uh, he was an obscure player. Right, but why did I bring up the obscure player? I was really proud of uh, my transition oh, there. The segue? Um, yeah. <laughs> talking about random It players. doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah, matter. It doesn't matter. It does um, matter. Uh, which okay, leads so, us to tonight. Uh, yes. Which, Dame's coronation game, uh, this is uh, where he was either going to become the greatest player of all time because uh, he was mad at Skip Bayless or whatever. <laughs> now, now, Griffin, he is, he, just to be clear, he is tearing it up. Uh, he yes. is, like... He's been like, amazing. Again, on the court, no objections. But I just wish it wasn't, like... In fact, I would give him... <laughs> I would give him or uh, Devin Booker my bubble to or. Bubble to or? Uh, yeah, that yeah. term invented by John Hollinger. <laughs> Uh, to celebrate the best player in the bubble. And yeah, so it was, um, let's be fair. It was invented by our friends, Sean Hyken and Eric Gunderson, but let's keep moving. Uh, (laughs) Yes. uh, And and then, uh, so the Blazers won their last three games by a combined seven points. And uh, Dame Lillard. They had to win to get in. (laughs) Facing the, the very tough, Simmons and Embiid free uh, Sixers nevertheless pulled it out behind Dame Lillard's 51 points. He then scored 61 in a uh, gut wrenching win over the Dallas Mavericks. Of course, breaking Antoine Jameson's uh, the only person to ever hold uh, 50 back to back 50 point games, right? <laughs> 
He's the only uh, person it, that had ever done that. It has to be the only one. I can't imagine <laughs> anyone reaching those heights. And then tonight, uh, tonight, uh, Brooklyn managed to hold him to 42 points, mm-hmm. just 42 points. So congratulations. Um, this, this, this game was ruled. a it, super game... <laughs> It was really fun. Um, look, I, I'm pretty I sure there were like there were no one ever called a foul. They like went three full quarters almost without a foul call. It seemed like Lillard didn't shoot any free throws till like the third quarter. <laughs> I think he ended up getting four shooting fouls, which is relatively low for him. Um, yeah, yeah, there were. The, not a lot of not a lot of uh, shooting fouls in this game. Uh, Mello almost uh, Mello almost fouled out. Gary Trent Jr., famous for his guitar work on Austin City Limits, mm-hmm. almost fouled out, but no one actually did, which is great. Uh, uh, Nurkic was very good in this game, uh, but but also the best the best part was that um, no one played any defense at all on either team, <laughs> which. I know defense wins championship, but offense wins ratings, yeah. baby. Offense wins me watching it. Yeah, yeah, it wins <laughs> my heart. That's what it wins. Uh, like, you yeah, the... fucking freaks out there uh, <laughs> who claim you like good defense didn't have to sit through, like, 67 to 72 point conference yeah. finals the, games. The, the Nets and the Pistons <laughs> in 2002, like... Ruining basketball. <laughs> uh, so, great games from Tyler Johnson. Uh, Love him. Little buddy TLC. Luawo Cabro finally free from his process related. He just can't. He can't play for a hinky or a, a presty. No, he needs a wide open. He needs to be like this is. The Nets are like a, truly a playground team because many of these guys weren't even in the NBA, uh, like on the Fourth of July. <laughs> Lance Thomas, Tyler Johnson, um, Karis Levert went for thirty-seven. At one point, Joe Harris got into a weird shooting duel with Lillard, where Joe <laughs> Harris was only taking two pointers, which seems like not not really the Joe Harris experience. Um, but it was very exciting. Came down to the end. Uh, yeah, the Portland had a lead. The Nets came back on him. Nets had a uh, Portland had a four point lead. Uh, got cut to one. Mello missed a three. And then at the end, at the end, the Nets went no timeout. And then realized that they were also going to run the clock out. Both so, of these that- teams fucked up big time in their la- in their last two possessions. First off, the Blazers. <laughs> Should have went two for one in their last possession and ensured they had the last shot, but did not. Uh, right. Yes. And then uh, the Nets got the ball and with like twenty seconds left. It was or like so. twenty-two seconds. Um. Yeah. Okay. And they opted to just let the defense get set without calling a timeout or running a play, which is that tight. was the weirdest point. Like, like, like you go, I, I generally love going no timeout, but, but yeah, the advantage is that you like go push for it early up. offense. Yeah. And then, so yeah, the, <laughs> the blazers get the ball with, with 37 seconds to go. They shoot with third, they shoot after 13 seconds. Which, so they kind of, um, it was crazy. Don't get, 
because they slowed down. They also slowed down. I was like, what are you doing? Well, they 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 <laughs> shot both too early and too late. <laughs> now, now look, Mello is very open, and it would have been really tight if Mello had made that shot. Uh, but then, yeah, they <laughs> then the the Nets get the rebound to go no timeout, but like walk it up, and then Karis LeVert waits a very long time to make his move. Gets a pretty clean look, but this is a 22-footer. It was a pretty bad look. It was like the look... You know what look it actually reminded me of? It Uh, reminded me of Damian Lillard's nemesis, who cleared the air. Remember that time Paul George uh, yelled at uh, CJ Miles for taking the last shot in that... uh, uh, in that playoff series where Paul George uh-huh. was double teamed and CJ Miles wasn't open exactly, but he was also taking a game winning shot in a playoff series. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It looked exactly like that shot. <laughs> like a I mean, weird he, like, fall away 21 footer that's yeah, like, like going guarded, to his left. But it, was, like, yeah. it was just weird not to go to the basket, but also just weird to like, I don't know. I mean, I mean, look. The the Nets literally had nothing to play for except their pride, right? So uh, I mean, you know. Tyler Johnson was the only one who had something to play for because he's a son at heart. Yes, yeah, even yeah, that's though true. he was yeah. only there for a year and a half or whatever. <laughs> I mean, the real lesson of the bubble is that teams without like a lot, basically, I I felt like a big lesson in the bubble was that um, a lot of NBA players are pretty good, even at the end of the bench. And so um, differences in motivation and effort just go like a huge, (laughs) like games where teams had something to play for and they weren't the New Orleans Pelicans. Right. They came through and even, even against like, so I kind of think that what happened, what helped the Nets tonight was that, yeah, I know they'd locked in the seven seed. Like they're, they're playing Toronto no matter what, but Tyler Johnson is playing for money. Joe Harris was playing for money. Like all these, all these random half season, like, like Cameron Payne. Jared Allen is essentially playing. Jared Allen is essentially playing to uh, not get traded from Brooklyn. Right. Same with Karis LeVert. Right. Like they're both, it's both like, we don't want to move. You know what I mean? Like, Look, they might not be that happy in Brooklyn, especially in the uh, Katie Kyrie friendship era, uh, <laughs> Super Friends Nets. But I don't think that they're also like psyched to move to Indianapolis. You know what I mean? Right. No offense, Megan Gailey or Kelly Dwyer. Um, <laughs> Kelly's on our side on that one. Um, but yeah, it was it was very interesting. Uh, the game was was great. Like. It's funny because I saw some people sort of snarkily mentioning, you know, like, oh, they're going to get killed by the Lakers. It's like, who cares? The Blazers just had, like, an NCAA tournament run. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what's... <laughs> like, yeah, so they're probably going to get swept by the Lakers. So they might even lose to the Grizzlies. I don't think they're going to lose to the Grizzlies. But... um like what? What could be more satisfying than the the, the week they just had? I'll tell you, you know what, I mean? what like, would be more satisfying: going eight no, baby. I'm a Suns oh, fan now, baby. <laughs> uh, look, uh, we should talk about the Suns uh, because yeah, weirdly, yeah, I was rooting for the Suns. 
<laughs> to get in the playoffs tonight. Even though I am, if you went back and added all the up all the mean things I've said about Devin Booker on this podcast, you'd probably have two full episodes. Right, um, right. But I don't know, man. There's something magical about them going eight and zero. I love, I love Cam Johnson. I'm gonna say it. I love Mikael Bridges. We I know made fun of Cam Johnson a lot. Uh, <laughs> we might even have to play that Cam John- that mean Cam Johnson song I recorded at the end of this. All right, podcast. let's play that. Let, yeah, let's play that tonight. Actually, um, let's okay. do that. Um, it's called and, "What's My Age Again?" Twenty three. We're and we're uh, apologizing for that uh, right uh-uh. now. Yeah. Um, but I don't even really like DeAndre Ayton. I hate Robert Sarver. We know how I feel about Robert Sarver. I feel the same way that old lady in Phoenix feels about him. Uh, yep. I'm not going to play that, but for long-time <laughs> listeners of the show, you've heard that several times. Heard that clip, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but they have Ricky Rubio. Yeah, but the also... Is- yeah. Man, watching... I'm going to be honest, dude. Watching that, that thing they did where they had the family members introduce them made me fucking want to cry. <laughs> oh, I... I actually still have not watched that. I, I had to do some traveling this week. I'll check it out, though. It's so good. First off, Ricky Rubio's family, Sean, is five different Ricky Rubios of all different shapes and sizes. There's, like, an old fat Ricky Rubio. There's, like, a less handsome Ricky. There's, like, stunt double versions of Ricky Rubios. There's kid Ricky like, Rubio. Like, There's girl Ricky Rubio. You couldn't possibly have a more handsome Ricky Rubio, so I understand. But is it is it like the LeBron's commercial kind of, or is it more like Ed from Ed's role on The Flash? I'm just saying you watch it, Sean, and you will. I understood how Ricky Rubio is the way he is because everyone in his family is like telling Alexi's fed to be happy. Um. Is is Ricky Rubio the most underrated player in the NBA? Probably not, but it's close. Yeah. He just, everybody always thinks they're upgrading by getting rid of him. And then they actually are downgrading and his other, his new team gets a big boost. And then like he drops a triple double on Russell Westbrook in the playoffs, or he goes eight. No, in the bubble or something. Uh, look, I'm I'm gonna say this. Not a lot of people have mentioned this, Joey, but uh I think Devin Booker is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it seems like he has an Applebee's problem, that's for sure. <laughs> that is um, true. <laughs> um, but it was just tight, like 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 um It was tight. No, he was, was fun to watch. Um I was definitely kind of a hater of DeAndre Ayton at first. And watching him in the bubble, he rules, dude. Yeah. I'm I'm way into this guy. Here's the thing. Also, though. I just I like that he uh there was some pre-draft interview he did with somebody where they were they were just like, Man, you can really score. Uh like like how are you on the defensive end? And he was just like, Oh man, Mo Bamba's way better than me at that. I really gotta try <laughs> harder. So that I found that very charming. Um, here's the one thing. I want to caution people, though, about the Suns. Uh-huh. Because this is very Suns. Oh, to, absolutely. Like, win a bunch of games in a I'll weird t- part of a season 
and then everyone's going to convince themselves they're a playoff team le- next year, and then they go like they win like twenty two games, right? Well, it well what, let me find, I'm going to pull up the actual season when this happened, but uh, it's it's the first Hornacek year. Yeah, it's a uh, so he yeah it's the it's the thirteen fourteen. Uh, you know, Hornacek wins Coach of the Month. Yeah, they and, try. They uh, think they're going to they sign improved. Lamarcus Aldridge. They signed Tyson well, they, Chandler. <laughs> oh God, that's right. And he um he almost wins Coach of the Year, and the Suns go uh forty eight and thirty four. Yeah, but they they don't they don't um make the playoffs. There has that ever happened to any other team, Joey? Uh, yeah, it happened to the Golden State Warriors. It happened year. to the Warriors. It happened to the Warriors in two thousand eight. Did it? Did uh, it happen because uh, Don Nelson benched Baron Davis because he went out the night before on his birthday in one of those games? Yeah, that, that's yeah. why. Yeah, um, and yeah, the next year the uh, the Suns won thirty nine games. Yeah. They were mm-hmm. they were nine games worse. They uh they this oh and they that was the year they traded for Isaiah Thomas in a pretty good deal and then uh, ended up. <laughs> trading uh to all a, their, their point guards. guards yeah all um, their point guards <laughs> so but so i do want to say that being said i don't want to bring up i don't want to depress sons hey, fans, great, jo- great job great job i'm just saying there is something ass. about the sons and the kings where mm-hmm. they win in they'll win in random streaks that don't matter and then all of a sudden their ownership or their fan base convinces themselves they're going to be better than they are but this team well, I mean, might be awesome i don't know i'm but just it, it like, against it it but, but i'm just saying that the sun's history in this is like I, i'm not just saying this past year but like uh it's just a lot of like kind of moral victories like this where you know what's the what's the most one of the most exciting plays in Phoenix Suns history is when Rex Chapman hits that amazing game winner mm-hmm. um, against the Sonics. Uh, the Suns don't, you know, win that series, right? Right. <laughs> so he does drop 42 points. But so it's a lot of that. Like, oh, we came so close to the plus. We went 8-0 in the bubble, and we, we missed by half a game. Yeah. And... Look, it seems like Booker and Aiton are a very nice base. Uh, they seem to have made like a, they've kind of had a come to Jesus moment about their ability to develop a young player or even provide like a healthy environment for a young player to live in. And they're just like, you know what? With the lottery pick, we are drafting a guy who is older than Devin Booker. But we also- are going to. Forget these guys. We're going to trade for other people's players. Monty Williams rules and should not have been fired by the Pelicans. <laughs> no, it didn't make any sense. You look at that team and it's like, what? I mean, look, Alvin Gentry rules too, but like, there was no reason to fire Monty Williams. I mean, Just Monty Williams player- was like, his last few years in uh, New Orleans are like, <laughs> tragically haunted. Like, his wife, like, there's so many people, die, like, literally die, and they're, like, still playing Ryan well. Girlfriend, Ryan Anderson's girlfriend commits suicide. He goes and, like, lives, Monty Williams, like, begins to, like, 
sleep in the living room next to him. And then he gets a horrible neck injury after he like rebuilds his emotional life. And, and then Monty Williams' wife died right after yes. that. Um, uh, anyway, yeah. Monty Williams well, rules. Got, I'm rooting yeah, on. He got, fired, he, got, he got fired for losing to the 2015 Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, goodbye, sons. Uh, good goodbye, job. Sons. It's very tight. You can say you still haven't lost till, since March. Yeah, um, and I mean the, the Golden State Warriors can also say that, but yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a sadder answer to that. Um, Joey, do you think that the Suns' success in the bubble means they would be willing to trade Kelly Oubre Jr. specifically to the Golden State Warriors? I mean, certainly possible. Uh... I would. I, if I Phoenix, I would, I would just keep him because he's a good player. So would I. Yeah. Like, don't, get, don't, get, don't get so arrogant. <laughs> like, oh, you went eight and zero without him. Let's. <laughs> he was holding us back. Yeah. <laughs> like, probably, probably he wasn't. All right. Um, <laughs> should we say goodbye to the Spurs? I mean, we sort of talked well, about them already. We sort of said goodbye to the Spurs. Yeah. That all. I... Our national nightmare is over, Sean. Uh, the Spurs being the playoffs every year. Yes. <laughs> Greg Popovich hadn't missed this, the playoffs since, I believe, Tim Duncan, the year Tim Duncan drafted, before yes, yes. Tim Duncan was drafted. Um, I did. The only thing I was kind of hoping for, just because I thought it would be funny, not because it would be watchable at all, would be the Spurs somehow beating the Blazers at the play-in. It would have been and really And just, like, just <laughs> like two decades of tormenting them, tricking them into taking Derek Anderson Sean Elliott beating them in the 99 playoffs, stealing future Hall of Famer LaMarcus Aldridge from them. Uh, Rudy Gay also feels like he should have been a Portland Trailblazer at a certain point. Oh my uh, God. Yeah, like, uh, like, he was just born at the wrong time. He seems like a guy who could have been on the Jailblazers twice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and Again, then, he doesn't he has any criminal record, but just... He has that like that like 2002 Blazers vibe mm-hmm. where it's like, well, we're not really sure what position he plays, but we're just adding talent. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to say goodbye to the, the Pelicans? Oh, yeah. Let's say goodbye to the Pelicans. Uh, they were terrible. Bye bye. Were... You suck. Get out. <laughs> you know who was like especially bad? And I'm disappointed in this because I'm a fan Lonzo Ball. Lonzo Ball was terrible. Yeah. So, uh, you know. But who cares? They're getting a new coach. Who do you think should coach the team? I mean, they're going to go with one of these, like, Taylor Jenkins Ivy League guys, right? You would, I would just think, I mean, I can't think of who the, like, premium coach. I don't know why they're Van- firing Alvin Gentry. I think he wants to, he's old. I think he's. I think he kind of wants to, maybe not coach anymore. Isn't he like sixty five, sixty six years old? Him, then just retire. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he might. I, mean, I think it'll be a. Well, I mean, look. If you listen to the Patreon episodes, which uh, feature uh, George, currently are featuring George Carl's book, mm-hmm. Furious George. Uh, there's a couple situations where George Carl is clearly fired. But he manages to get the team to uh, say he wasn't fired. 
And it was just a mutual parting. That happens at least twice. Uh, so I think that's what would happen. It would be like, oh, we just, we, yeah, yeah, you let him retire. Whatever. I don't think they have any bitterness. I just think that, um, look, also Alvin Gentry clearly had uh, organizational instructions to develop a lot of guys, like mm-hmm. play 11 guys, play 12 guys all year. So it kind of makes sense that they weren't able to just like ramp it up. Wouldn't and it be get funny if they hired Ron Adams? They're like, okay, oh let's God. try the old defense coach from the Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, look, we that's a pretty good run with Gentry. It would be so funny if they if they add Mike Brown. They're like, look, Zion's the new LeBron. He thrives in the system. And you're like, did he really? It kind of seemed like he just went one on one all the time. Um Mike coach of the new the New Orleans Pelicans. I can't think of another like if this were it, you know, this is, I don't know. I just can't think of a, a, a dude like that that they would. I mean, they, I'm they sure there's some like Nuggets assistant or whatever. It's just gonna right. be like. It just feels like nurses. This... Ta- oh, it'll be Stackhouse, right? No, Stackhouse took a college job. He's coaching at Vandy, baby. Yeah. Uh, no, it just it feels like this is the time where you'd bring like an older coach. Out of mothballs, but maybe that guy just doesn't exist. Oh, like uh, Mark you know that Jackson? guy. I was more thinking along the lines of George Carl, but uh, <laughs> isn't this like the point where you maybe get Stan Van Gundy and don't give him any personnel power at all? Yeah, maybe. Anyway, um, that's, that's what I'm thinking. Should we but, say goodbye yeah. to the Wizards now too? Isn't that the last team that's out? Oh, yeah, we do have to say goodbye to the Wizards. <laughs> you didn't even they, put them on they, the rundown. <laughs> they just got eliminated so long. It, it, were, were their games canceled? When was the last time they played a game? Like, can't they? were they given their final meal? By the way, that's also uh, how people are executed. <laughs> uh, the Wizards did win their first game in the restart. So congratulations. Uh, Thomas Bryant led them to a win. Sure. The Wizards the... played today. <laughs> yeah, they did play today. I just realized that. I just didn't know if they... I mean, I guess they could really send people home. There's still a schedule. But uh, just a huge Thomas Bryant game. Um, you know, shout out to, to Ish Smith. Sean, they won today. They beat the That's Celtics. It's their, fir- it's their first win in the bubble. Uh, Jared Uthoff really came through. Uh, someone, I, I have to click on this name. I don't know who Jay, Jonathan, Jonathan Williams, former Laker grade, who spells his name J-O-H, Nathan. Sean, uh, the Wizards are the reason Giannis was suspended today. That's right. Mo, Mo Wagner, who, uh, seems to attract a lot of cheap shots. Uh, we saw him try to fight the Nets at Summer League. Yeah. Last no, year. Mo Wagner's tight. Um, I don't think he might be like a bad person, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But whatever. <laughs> I don't care. I'm never going to beat him. Uh, like, also, yeah, he, like, he at least four headbutts. By the way, the Celtics scored 13 points in the fourth quarter tonight. <laughs> uh, who who led the Celtics today? I believe it was a lot of Taco Fall action. Uh, boy, there are there are some guys that 
Oh, Gordon Hayward got a DNP rest. They just didn't even list like <laughs> Tatum and Brown. Like they didn't play. <laughs> Kevin Walker didn't play. But for some reasons, Hayward is listed with a DNP <laughs> rest. I guess because the rosters are so big and he was eligible if I don't know. Uh, but congratulations to the Wizards uh, for seemingly tanking, but not actually improving their draft <laughs> position. Uh, and then uh, also we should say I think they're going to Jelly. I'm going to I'm going to throw this out here. I think the Washington Wizards are going to win the draft lottery. Oh, I hope not. I think they are. Uh, <laughs> um, either we should also say while we're saying goodbye to people. Uh, Hey, goodbye, Adrian Griffin, and go fuck yourself. Uh, later. Is there um, news about that? Nothing actually happened. It was nothing just that happened yet, part. but no, I'm you know, but fuck, fuck Adrian Griffin. All right, uh, just wanted to say that real quick. And uh, Raptors do the right thing. Um, Sean, I think that's our episode. We'll be back next week to talk about the playoffs. Uh, we are going to talk about the playoffs. Oh man, we're going to talk about the play-in fever. Yep. Uh, unless, unless you know, it's it, very possible Portland will just win that first game easily. And um, we better but love I wanna it. See, I want to see a challenge. I want to <laughs> see John Morant. I want to see. Uh, has Justice Winslow been playing, Joey? No. I'm. Okay. <laughs> Brandon Clark. You I want to see, see Brandon Clark. I want to see Brandon Clark, the stat star. I want to see... Uh, Conchar, maybe Conchar gets in? Oh, Conchar, baby. One minute, one strong minute. Somehow he was negative eight in one minute today, Joey. <laughs> I feel like that's weird. Grayson Allen, baby. <laughs> knocking down threes and knocking down people with cheap shots. Actually, I will have to say... Uh, did you want Yona? Did you see Valanciunas' line tonight? <laughs> uh, yeah, he had a triple double. He was great. Twenty six, nineteen, and twenty six, nineteen, and twelve. What a beast! Yeah, he I and Dylan Brooks guy. and Kyle Anderson all fucking ruled today. Um, I'm happy Dylan Brooks is. Uh, look, Dylan Brooks. It's a, fun it's a fun team. Dylan Brooks was literally is literally the reason the Grizzlies almost didn't make the playoffs. Though he was so bad until today. Um, all right, we got the falingest man in the NF- in the NBA too, and also uh, I want to see some Dang baby. No more, t- we don't need that much Tolliver. Give me, give me Dang. All right, it's time to go. Uh, Sean, is there anything you want to plug? Uh, check out roundballrock.net, your source for uh, NBA blogging, and particularly uh, Corbin Smith breaking down synergy highlights. Yeah, they're great. Um, as for me, you can always follow me on Twitter at Frankie Muniz, where on August 9th, uh, I tweeted, quote, I happen to bitch the perfect amount for someone in my situation, unquote, Malcolm. So he was quoting a character he once played on television. Mm-hmm. Um... Trust the process. Trust the process. And, uh, shut it down. Let's eat this cold food and then get the fuck out of the bubble. June 20 years. It was draft night. I'm feeling pumped. The Bulls at Kobe White. Then teams are trading back. Jackson went off the board. And then the Wizards took Rui. And that's about the time Jim Jones was calling me. 
Phoenix still loves you when you're 23. My name's Ken Johnson and I'm pretty old. My prospect ceiling is my floor. I should be better at my age. That's my age again. What's my age again? And later on, the team traded up. Got Ty Jerome. A guy who really sucks, already 21, can take it to the hole. All he can do is shoot the three. And that's almost the same scouting report as me. We've almost peaked developmentally. I was born the week Fargo came out. Six months before Dead and Beef. Phoenix fans are filled with rage. Filled with rage again. Filled with rage again. Fun fact about this video, guys. The guys run naked through a Jim Rome set. He probably called him some homophobic names, and then Travis Barker punched him. Just like Jim Everett. In case that reference wasn't clear. It's Robert Sarver making picks behind the scenes. I only dominated facing teens. We'll have no defense at the front, front court, court spots. TJ Warren's in and he just Jackson's getting cut backstage. What's a taste again? And that's when I knew we'd be in the lottery. Kept in a decade full of misery. That's now 10 years of failing every time. It should be a felony. Put Robert Sarver in a cage. Disengage again. What's my age again? Seriously, Jim Rome does not like that they're naked. Trust me. What's my age again? 23. His birthday's in early March, 1996. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.